The year 1953, a plane touches down at Smithy's Airport in Sydney. On board is an American named Lee Gordon. The Australian music scene will never be the same again. From then until now, these are the stories. Hey there, this is Josh Ersam and you're listening to Awesome Aussie Songs. This episode is on one of Australia's pioneer rock and roll bands, Johnny Reb and his Rebels. We take a look at their long lost classic, Rock On. Our special guest is the band's piano player and co-founder, John Charter. Well, I saw a little girl Walking down the street As a member of the first rock and roll band ever formed in Australia, John Charter has been there from the very beginning and is a true pioneer of music in this country. The first Aussie rock band was Alan Dale and the House Rockers. That's right, I was uh, 1956. I was um, just approached by a guy called Alan Dale who, who knew of me because I used to learn piano from his next door neighbour and uh, he was looking for a piano player to join his band. He already had a saxophone and bass player and a guitar player. No, he didn't have a guitar, so I apologise there. He had a, a bass player and a drummer, and he asked me would I like to audition for the House Rockers. That At that time, wasn't wasn't named the House Rockers. They didn't have a name, but um, soon became a name. And uh, I went over to his house with all the guys who were there, and I played the piano. They all sang and played, and I got the job. So 56, it was uh, about late 56, we did the auditions and we started practicing. And in uh, January the 17th, 1957, we opened our first dance at the Maroubra Memorial Hall in Anzac Parade, Maroubra. And uh, we got our girlfriends and, and other people to help and get on. They got on the door and took the money as so the kids came in. And uh, for about three or four weeks, it was quite successful. So um, eventually, after that short time, the council um, got complaints from the church across the road. <laughs> we were all evil people and uh, disrupting the, the, the way of life, so they, they threw us out. We've mentioned this in previous episodes, how many Aussie teenagers first heard rock music when the movie The Blackboard Jungle was released into cinemas across the nation. The film featured the song Rock Around the Clock. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. 10, rock and roll had arrived and there'd be no turning back. We, uh, we actually all saw the, the movie, The Blackboard Jungle. Of course, that was a bit of a, bit of a, um, a movie that uh, upset the, uh, the realms of society. Uh, all those sort of kids uh, doing what they do. And uh, Rock Around the Clock was the, um, the main song that, that all picked our ears up. And uh, we just went with it. And we just, all, all over Sydney, these rock and roll bands were, were springing up. So we were the first. We sort of got there first, for whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives you that notoriety, that's for sure. Yeah, to you and me it does. That's right. <laughs> Showing the status of Allendale and the House Rockers, they shared the headline billing at a concert at Sydney Town Hall in 1957. 
Fellow headliners were Johnny O'Keefe and the DJs and Cole Joy and the Joy Boys. Okay, that was a fantastic start to um, to my rock and roll career. We were the first on, we were the opening act, and we went well, of course, because it was all rock and roll. The place was packed with people, packed with kids. Um, Cold Joy followed us. Um, unfortunately, Cold Joy didn't have a bass player, and we had a we had a bass player called um, Keith Sharrett who pulled the, um, the, the the wood bass, you know, the the acoustic bass. But uh, Cole didn't have a bass player at all. And apparently, Keith who became the bass player, his brother, was still home making it because in those days we could not buy electric basses in Australia. We had to make our own, um, pull our own basses and to make their own amplifiers because we couldn't buy the Fender amplifiers in Australia at this stage, couldn't buy the Fender guitars. This was 1958. This is early days. We couldn't buy anything like that. I personally was problem- problematic because I couldn't um, find an electric piano. There's no such thing. So I was belting my hands out on a, the old acoustic piano trying to be heard above the din of the drummer, <laughs> the big offbeat of those days. You know, that's where we started rock and roll offbeat. Um, the band was so loud. It wasn't really loud as compared to today, of course, but it was loud for an acoustic piano player to hear himself. So what I used to do, I used to take the front off the piano and the bottom off the piano so the strings I could hear myself playing. So, and then I got some microphones, little plastic microphones, and one of our guitar players in the band was Neville Chamberlain. He used to make amplifiers, made his own. He made me an amplifier. So I became electrified, so that I could I could I could beat them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it comes to being a player, and that's where I met Johnny Reb because uh, O'Keefe closed the bill, of course, and the kids went crazy over him. He had, he had all the whole two saxes and a bass player, electric bass. And while I was there watching Johnny uh, Johnny O'Keefe work, this guy and his manager called uh, Johnny Reb approached me. His name wasn't Johnny Reb in those days. His name was Johnny Delbridge. And uh, we went outside and had a chat, and he asked me, would I be interested in um, in forming a band for him, finding the musicians, collecting all the contacts, and um, getting his own rock and roll band, because he thought he was a, a would-be star, which he became, of course, in, in those days. So that's when I um, I left Allendale. Um, so that's that's what that, that um, rock and roll ball was all about for me. Johnny Reb and his Rebels were the first Australian band to sign with Lee Gordon's record label, Lead On. Their first hit single was Hey Sheriff, and it was released in November 1958. The song was a reworking of the country tune by the American duo Rusty and Doug. Yeah, Hey Sheriff was, um, was given to us as a country and western record. It wasn't released in Australia. John Laws had it, and he gave it to someone who gave it to someone who gave it to us. And they gave me the, uh, the record and said, John, go home and make a rock and roll record of this, will you? So I took it home and um, listened to it and said, oh, we can't do it this way, that's no good. We're a rock and roll band, not a country band. Nothing wrong with that, of course, but they wanted wanted rock and roll. So I found a a thing in my mind about saxophones. Now, this this might have stemmed from Johnny O'Keefe's double saxophone situation, but I went one step further. I used two baritone saxophones. Now, a baritone saxophone is is half an octave deeper than a tenor saxophone. Which is down, bow, 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 down the bottom. Sounds like peewee, you know, down there. So I used two bass or baritone saxophones and um, made a big sort of a big rock and roll riff out of them and featured the piano on top and uh, guitar. Guitar was a guy, um, a Maori guy called Lenny Hutchison, who in those days was one of the fantastic guitar players around town. So I grabbed him and I wrote it for him and I played the yang 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 and the baritone went ba da ba da bum sort of thing. 
So it was all put together, and I wrote it all and produced it all. Johnny Reb and his Rebels were now one of the hottest bands in Australia. They appeared regularly on television shows like Six O'Clock Rock and Bandstand. They were so popular that Lee Gordon booked the band to appear on one of his big show tours. The headline star of these concerts was American Tommy Sands. They were now truly rock stars. Hey Sheriff became, um, became a hit for us. We got to number 14 in Australian, in the uh, Sydney or Australian Hit Parade. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, we didn't, didn't understand, we didn't expect anything. To, we just made a record and see what happens and all of a sudden the world opened to us with, with Lee Gordon and Alan Heffern and his number two man. They, they made us an offer to do one of the big shows. The, the first big show was um, Tommy Sands and the Platters and um, the Sharks. That was Tommy Sands' band. And uh, Johnny Reb and the Rebels were away. The Sydney Stadium was just mind-blowing. Now, I understand when I read about the Beatles, how they, they finished up breaking up from touring. They stopped touring about late in the 60s because they couldn't hear themselves play. The screaming was so loud from the, from the kids, they couldn't hear themselves, couldn't stay in tune. The drummer couldn't hear anything, and he was just following McCartney's guitar bass, playing along with him. They couldn't hear it, just could see it. It was the same with us. The kids were just screaming their heads off, and we had no fallback in those days, or couldn't hear ourselves, no monitors, and only one microphone for the whole band. So the piano wasn't mic'd up, the saxophone weren't mic'd up, so God knows how it got out, sound got out, but it did, uh, somehow, <laughs> we couldn't hear it. It was just electric, you know, just people screaming constantly. And that happened all over Australia, and, and Melbourne was worse. That was even louder in Melbourne. The band's next hit record came in June 1959 when they released Pathway to Paradise, a song written by John Charter and Johnny Reb. On the charts nationally, it reached number six, although it did top the hit parades of all major Sydney radio stations, such as 2GB, 2UE and 2SM. Whatever its official chart position was, it was a huge hit and it cemented their place as one of Australia's most successful bands. Pathway to Paradise was also released in America by Flame Records and also in Canada on the Bullseye label. Well, the song came about, uh, Reb had a, uh, an idea, and he came out and sang it to me. He had no idea of how to put it together as far as the bars go and how the arrangements were going to work, how the, what rhythm he wanted, what um, he just was a pop song to him. So I picked it up with, um, with in mind, I, I'd heard a song called Diana, and it was a sort of a, a Latin American type rhythm. So, I mean, I, I didn't copy that, but I just had it in my mind, and it sort of lended itself to this pathway to paradise. So I came up with a, uh, with a whole verses with a Latin feel and a plunky guitar going, a sort of guitar feel, a rhythm guitar just playing it, and me playing the piano and a, a drum playing a, a beguine beat. And come the, the bridge of the song, we went into a, a full-on rock and roll, four on the floor, bang, dong. So that's how that came about, and we went back to the um, 
back to the um, the Latin field and back to the rock and roll field. It was two two rhythms in one record. The song we're going to listen to in full with this episode is Rock On. It's a cover of a song written by American Trini Lopez, which was released in the States in 1958 by King Records. The Johnny Reb and His Rebels version is the B-side to the Pathway to Paradise single, and it never received the attention it fully deserved. It's one of the finest examples of early Australian rock. Johnny Reb and His Rebels are absolutely smoking on this track. As with all local records of the era, the quality of the recording studio is worlds away from today's standards. But what it lacks in sound quality and clarity, it sure makes up for with enthusiasm and rock and roll drive. We'd sort of lost track of that because um, Pathway to Paradise was our, our big hit. So the, the rock on sign never got played on radio, or to my knowledge anyway. But, um, and it was just basically forgotten. It, we never put it in our act. We didn't use it on stage. It only became later on we realised it was a double-sided hit. We should have kept it for another record, but you know, I think it was wasted. Um, we're all fired up. It was the second song we did on that day. We did both songs in one day. Pathway to Paradise was our first, um, and that got us pumping. And uh, then we took a break for a few moments while they changed the microphones and things. We still used the same setup, same same lineup of the band. And I'd I'd written just a. In fact, I can't remember much about it at all. Um, I know it was was heavy. It was hot. We really got into it. It was rock and roll. The band's lineup was Johnny Reb, vocals and guitar, John Charter on piano, Sonny Neville playing guitar, bass player Keith Williams, Jimmy Sloggett on saxophone, and drummer Johnny Burns. Okay, that's enough of the talk. Here's Rock On by Johnny Reb and his Rebels. Well, I saw a little girl walking down the street.
for listening to Awesome Aussie Songs. Thanks to John Charter for your time, and thanks to Johnny Reb and his Rebels for the music. Hi, this is Molly. You've just listened to a podcast brought to you by Marcos Promotions. Written and produced by my dad, Sheldon the Kangaroo Kip. And presented by Josh Urson. This is Molly Kidd saying to my good friend, Holly Kirsten, Hit it, girl! Just stop.